Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Well, the Lord is good. Amen. And this is the day the Lord hath made. And uh, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Praise God. Well, amen. A lot of stuff going on in the world today. Amen. But I'm glad I know Jesus, right? Amen. So just keep praying. Pray the prayer of faith. We got a lot of people that are sick that have uh, some uh, issues and everything from uh, heart and diabetes, strokes, uh, just other physical issues that we want the Lord to touch them. Amen. And be with them. Colossians, once again, the third chapter tonight. Amen. Uh, we're going to deal with, last week we dealt, last couple of weeks we dealt with putting off the old man. And tonight we're going to start talking about putting on the new man. I'm, I, I like the new man, don't you? Amen. How many likes the new man? Praise God. We are a new creature in Christ. And it's important for you and I to to work on that every day that we live. So tonight we're going to be talking about uh, uh, our, some Christian virtues and, uh, and hopefully we can, uh, we can adopt them and, and keep working on them in our lives. Amen. Beginning of verse 12, we want to address this and everybody that has joined us online, God bless you. We're glad that you're with us here tonight too. And, uh, and so we trust that this word will also have an impact in your life as well. Verse 12, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, everybody say, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave ye, boy, it got quiet. Even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Verse 17 says, And whatsoever you do in word and do, do all word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord. Jesus giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Praise God. Let's pray and ask God to bless us tonight. Lord God, we thank you. Amen. For your word. And once again, it is a lamp unto our feet that helps guide us along the way. And so I pray, God, tonight, let that word illuminate our lives tonight and let us receive your word with gladness and with uh, an open heart. Amen. We pray, God, that you would minister to each and every one of us and let us realize tonight that it's your word that helps us grow. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray and let everybody say amen. <clears throat> God bless you. You may be seated. It's the word of God. I say it again. I 
enjoy getting my little notifications for those that are uh, reading their Bible plans and, and uh, those that are uh, uh, making their little uh, uh, Bible, uh, what do you call them things? They'll make the little scripture, picture, whatever. Amen. Shows you what I know. But I enjoy those. The Word of God is a very powerful thing. And uh, without the Word of God, uh, we, we would not really have the hope that we have today. Right? Because it's the Word of God that leads us and guides us and brings us to that place. So when you look at the verses 5 through 9 that we dealt with uh, last week, where it tells us to mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Verse 6 says, For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Verse 7 in which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them. But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communications out of your mouth. And then verse 9 is what we dealt with majority last week. Let not, lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with uh, his deeds. You've put off the old man, right? Amen. So just as in verses 5 through 9 describe the characteristics of the old man, Amen. The old life, the old way. Amen. That, that it says we are to put them off. We are to shun them. Amen. We are to not allow them to have that impact or control of our lives. And so here tonight in verses 12 through 17, amen, it describes to us the characteristics of a new way of life. Amen. That we are uh, about to adopt. We're about to put in uh, action in our lives. And so in verse 12, uh, it, it exactly tells us. It tells us to put on. Everybody shout, put on. What does that mean? That simply means to clothe ourselves in these godly attributes. Amen. Because we have put off that old man, we put on the new man, and also because Christ has, according to verse 9 through 11, become our all and all, right? Amen. So therefore, <clears throat> therefore, we are to clothe ourselves with a godly character. See, that's what, that's what being a Christian is all about. Being a Christian simply is Christ-like, right? It's living for the Lord. It's serving the Lord. It's, it's just doing what, what, what God has desired for us to do. And how do you do that? You do that by following His Word, Right? Amen. How many knows that you're doing something, you don't know what you're doing, you need instruction? Right? There's a lot of things. Thank God for you too, because you got a mechanical problem, you want to build something, you want to do this, you want to do that. What do you hear people doing now? There's a lot of people fixing their own washers and dryers nowadays. Why? They go on YouTube. Amen. They go on YouTube, they, they get the tutorial, and uh, it tells them exactly what to do, and uh, so they're able to do things that maybe they couldn't have done. Why? Because of instruction. Amen. Not only just being told it, but the visual. Because a lot of people learn better visually when they see things than if they're reading something or somebody's telling them how to do something. You know, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, back, uh, oh, two, three years ago, uh, actually, Brother Blackford, you probably remember this because I was visiting you at the time at the Veterans Hospital in Dayton, and my son called me. And he had an old blue van that we had, and they were getting ready to go somewhere to meet her mom and dad. 
uh, as, a, as a family, and his car was in the shop, so we, uh, he used that car. Well, he calls me, and he says, I can't get the hood to close on the, on the van. Well, uh, I didn't tell him that if you open the hood, because I said, make sure you check the oil. If you open the hood, there's a special way you got to close the hood. And so I'm trying to explain to him as he's, as he's looking at it, and he, he, it's, not, it's not, and all of a sudden I remember, hey, FaceTime me. And then when he did, I said, flip the camera around. And then as he showed me that, I said, now you see that right there? You take that, that small screwdriver, you put it in there, and you've got to go like that, and it'll release that lock and allow that hood to shut and close. Now before, we were having a trouble, me just trying to explain it to him. But once I could see it and have the visual of it and point to it, basically, and show him what, 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 it, what it was, it made things better. Instruction, that's what the Word of God is all about. We come to the Lord, we don't know anything, maybe we want, we don't have any clue, we don't know what to do. How many times have you heard somebody say, I really don't know how to pray, I really don't know this, I really don't know that, and what do you do? You lead them to the instruction, you lead them to the Word of God. But here's the second part of it. Sometimes they'll read the Word of God and they may just and they may struggle with it. But it's when they see the illustration of the Word of God in our lives, a visual, come on somebody, a visual, it starts clicking in their brain. I understand what this is talking about. Praise God. Amen. So, so it says put on. Amen. That's what we're here to do. We're putting on these attributes, these characteristics of Christ. Amen. So we clothe ourselves in a godly character. So, and then it goes on and says, moreover. Amen. Moreover. We are not, we are, we, see, folks, we are not to do uh, uh, so in keeping with our status as the elect of God, holy beloved. Moreover. That's what you do. We are to, we are to do so keeping with our status. Now, the Old Testament uses these three descriptive words for Israel, but also under the New Covenant, they refer to the church, amen, which is composed of both Jews and Gentiles. Amen. Thank God for that. If it wasn't for that, you and I, we'd be in a world of hurt right now, right? And so uh, the Bible in, here in the, in the verse says it calls it the elect, the elect. Everybody say the elect. Now, uh, the elect is plural in the Greek, which means chosen ones. Chosen ones. And so when we read the gospel, the gospel call is not just to a few or whatever. The gospel call is universal. Amen. Everybody say, thank the Lord for that. But only those, notice, it's universal, but only those that respond in faith are actually called out of the world and chosen. Right? That's, that's, you know, folks, let me, it's as simple as this right here. This might be a kind of a crazy analogy or, uh, you know, but it's almost like you fishing in a lake. You know there's a lot of fish there, but, but, but yet only one gets on your hook. And so the, the rule of thumb is bait the hook, throw it out there, catch a fish. You're not going to catch them all, but yet you're throwing the bait out to whosoever will. Right? And I'm throwing that out there, and whatever fish gets on it, that's what I'm bringing in. 
And so we have to realize that, that when we're talking about uh, the, this, this being a universal call, <clears throat> it is universal, but only those that respond to it. See, it's not just Him calling you and I, we have to respond. You know, it's, it's, it's just as simple as that. It, you know, broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, narrows the way that leadeth to eternal life, and few there be that find it. That's why we got to work on it. Everybody say, I got to work on it. Amen. Now, I, could, I could take you to Matthew and, and John and Romans and 2 Peter and also Revelation, but, but just get the point there that, that it, it, it's calling the elect is the chosen ones. Amen. Whoever, whoever responds. So uh, we become, another word in the scripture here is holy. Everybody say holy. How do you become holy? By new birth. By new birth. Yet we have this responsibility to continually pursue. Everybody say, I'm pursuing. Amen. I'm pursuing the perfect holiness in our lives. How? By God's grace. If I want to get there, I got to pursue it. If I want it to really become, if I'm putting it on, I, I, I got to pursue it. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to put in one arm and leave the rest of it hang, right? No, I want to put it on. Everybody say, put it on. In fact, Paul wrote to 2 Corinthians, uh, to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 7, 1. He said, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Perfecting it. Amen. So the verse that we're, that we're looking at specifically lists five characteristics of the new life that you and I are to adopt. Everybody say, I, I, I gotta, I've got to adopt them. So significantly, it, it focuses on the importance of uh, interpersonal virtues rather than merely personal ones. So let me, let me go through these five things. Number one, he talks about compassion. Everybody say compassion. In fact, it calls, you, you'll read uh, uh, bowels of mercies. In the Bible, bowels is an idiom uh, for the seat of emotions, much like heart uh, that we see in the modern English. Amen. So my heart, we talk about our heart. You, you know, you'll talk about a broken. My heart has been broken, right? Uh, my, my heart has been affected. Amen. It's the seat of emotions. Amen. So he says, the, the, this is personal, compassion, bowels of mercy. Amen. My heart. Amen. I've got to, I've got to release this. Uh, amen. I've got to put it on. Therefore is the elect of God, holy and beloved. Bowels of mercy. I've got to put that on. I've got to put the compassion on. You know, there's a lot of people. How many know somebody that you look at them and say, man, they ain't compassionate. There is no empathy in their life. Right? There, there, there is no bowels of mercies there. There, there is no compassion. He said, you've got to put this on. You've got to put it on. Amen. It's, it, it may not come natural to you, but you've got to put it on. Amen. The second thing that he said you've got to put on is kindness. Everybody say kindness. Amen. How many has been kind today? I'll, I'll wait. 
Kind. How many knows? How many? You got to put that on. You know, sometimes I'm kind when I don't feel like being kind. Sometimes I smile when I really don't want to smile at you. But you know, I'm putting these things on. I struggle. We struggle with things every day. But he said, you got to put on not just compassion, you got to put on kindness. Amen. Why is it important? Or another word for that is goodness. I got to put on goodness. Right? Yeah. The third thing is humility. Well, we know what it is. We, we kind of think we know what it is to be humble. Or putting on humility. You know? This is what I, this is what I think about it sometimes. And this is just in my language, but... But, but I'll, I'll do it that way. You'll run across people that their ego, their, 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 their ego is over the moon. They're egotistical. You know, they, they are just, you know, all about themselves. Right? You know? And how many ever used this phrase before? You ain't all that. Sometimes I think about that. I'm like, you ain't all that. You're puffed up. Your ego's out of control. You got a haughty spirit. And that's not what being Christ-like is. Being Christ-like is we're humble. We take on, we put on that humility. Why? Because that's how you reach people, I believe. Amen. I've got compassion. I've got kindness or goodness. And, I, and, I, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm showing humility. Now, now, the next thing he says you need to put on is meekness. Everybody say meekness. What's meekness? Or gentleness. Everybody say gentleness. I look at these things and I, 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 I look in the mirror in my own personal life and I say, you know what, these are things I need, to, I need to not only put on, I need to keep it on. Now sometimes, you know, uh, if I can look at it this way, sometimes I feel like I need to take the cloak off, wash it, get it all clean again and put it back on. You say, well, why would you say it that way? Well, because I, I, I really feel like your relationship with Jesus Christ is more than a Sunday to Sunday or a Wednesday night every now and then, or a Sunday morning or a Sunday night, I think your relationship is something that we have to work at every day of the week. we got to put this stuff on often. Amen. we got to maintain that relationship with God. The last word he said, he calls it long-suffering or patience. So he's telling us here, he said, you need to have compassion, you need to have kindness, you need to uh, uh, have humility, you need to be uh, gentle, and you need to be patient. Right? Have patience, have patience. Don't be in such a hurry. Do we still have that little tape around the house? Remember that little series when, I mean, J.D. didn't get it, but I mean. Verse 13 says, continue, it continues on. Let me read it here. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. And they said, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. So verse 13 continues the description of these characteristics, admonishing us to bear with one another and to forgive one another. What's he talking about? Well, when complaints arise, how many has ever had an issue with somebody? We're all going to have to repent before we leave this place tonight. 
We all have that problem. We all have that problem. We have that issue sometimes with somebody. And, 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 and it's like, you know, how many's ever had the issue and then later on you felt just bad? Amen. So, so bear with one another. Forgive one another. When complaints arise, they're going to arise. Situations are going to arise. Amen. People are, are going to get your dandruff up. Amen. They're going, to, they're going to get you all hot and bothered about something. That's the nature of people. But he said, you got to bear with one another. And then he said, you got to forgive one another. Why? He said, as Christ forgave Church, right? As Christ forgave. Amen. As Christ. Everybody say Christ. As he forgave me, he said, you do likewise. In fact, in fact, let's read what Paul wrote in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, uh, and verse 32. 4 and 32. Notice what he says. Well, let me go back and um, uh, uh, let me go back. He's also, this is a, uh, in Galatians here 4, it is a parallel scripture to what we're dealing with tonight in Colossians 3. So let's go back to verse 23, if you would, up there on visual. And we know that this chapter is dealing with uh, the, new, the new life in Christ. So notice what he said in verse 23. And be renewed in the spirit of what? Everybody say your mind. This is Ephesians 4 and verse 23. Verse 24. And that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. And verse 25 says, wherefore putting away lying. Now we dealt with that in Colossians, didn't we? Lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Then he says, verse 26, be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. So he didn't say never to get angry. He just said, if you get angry, don't sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Amen. And then he goes on in verse 27, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more. Turn to your neighbor and say, quit stealing. But rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. In other words, work for what, you're, what you want. Right? Don't take from somebody else. Don't steal from somebody else. Amen? Work so that you can help somebody that's in need. Let no, man corrupt, let, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Verse 31 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Verse 32, the parallel verse here, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. See, Paul just loved to put it right down our alley. 
In fact, could you imagine Paul preaching in today's church? I think Paul would probably have a little bit of a problem that he had back in that day and time. Because in today's world, there's a lot of things that you got to be careful preaching out of the Word of God anymore. And so we would find, but Paul said, look, you got to give these things up, you got to put these things on. Amen. And so to bear, to forbear or bear with one another means simply be patient, be kind, and helpful with regard to the faults, the shortcomings, the weakness, the trials of others. But Pastor, you don't understand. You know, they're just not doing it the way they should be doing it. Well, it's not our place to judge them. It's our place to live before them, walk the way we should walk before them, love them, pray for them, and help them to come, amen, to the and understanding of, of what it means to live for God and to put on these things. Amen. So, so under, bear with one another. Be patient, kind, helpful. Amen. When somebody is, is messing up, help them. Don't, don't, don't put the whammy to them. Help them. Don't take a two before and whack them over the head. Pray for them. Help them. Well, you know, quarrel. Has anybody had a quarrel before with somebody? Come on. What, what's it, it, what, it, all it means is just having a complaint or a grievance. I'm quarreling. Now, back in the, back in the, Back in the old days, you, you settled them sometimes with a good old fist, right? You had a quarrel, you had a grievance, you settled that way. Today, you've got to be careful, you'll get knifed or shot. You've got to watch those things. So he says, if anyone has a complaint against another, he is to forgive that person as the Lord has forgiven him. If you've got a complaint, don't hold on to those things. What, those things will turn into bitterness and, and will just created a, a groundswell of, of feelings that, that really you can get rid of if you just put on, put on uh, kindness and, and forgive people and love people, right? Amen. Why? Because Christ loves unconditionally. And so before we turn to Him, amen, we got to understand that He willingly died. To do what? To provide forgiveness for us. He shed his blood. To do what? To cover a multitude of sins. What's the Bible say? The Bible simply says, moreover, that he bore the cost of our sins. He took them upon himself when he was nailed to that tree. He bore the sins of the world. So if, if we are to adopt his attitude, then we got to continue to love those who hurt us or mistreat us. And you got to be willing to forgive them whether they seek forgiveness or not. Why? Why? Why would you do that for? Because I'm not going to carry that excess baggage around. Right? I'm not carrying it around. I'm going to forgive whether they want it or not. Because I want to be right with God. I want to be at peace with God. I want to know that everything's all right in my life between me and God. So, so I'm, I'm not going to hold on to these things. I'm not going to let them be a part of my, my life. Amen. And so, so, you know, let me say it again. 
you know, uh, you, you may say, is that, is, that, is that important? Look, although those who do wrong have a responsibility, I believe, to rectify the wrong, I believe that, regardless of whether they repent or not, amen, I, I'm not going to hold a grudge. I'm not going to become bitter, I'm not going to retaliate, or I'm not, I'm not going to seek a, a, a revenge. You just wait. You just, I, I'm, I'm going to get you. I, I'm going to get you. See, that's the way a lot of people think. A lot of people think, you've done me wrong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get you back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get my vengeance. I'm going to get my revenge. I'm going to do that. I'm, you know, and we let that eat us up. A lot of people get stagnant in their walk with God because they're ate up with bitterness and anger and animosity. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Amen. Because it only stunts your growth in God. And so I, I really believe that we've got to maintain this loving attitude toward everyone, everyone that's around us. How? Through prayer. Folks, in our, in our human nature, it's difficult. But when we put on Christ and we look at things through the lens and the eyes of Christ, then with God's grace, you can do it. Oh, let's clap our hands and praise Him tonight. <clears throat> Verse 14 says, let's read it. I guess I got to get back to my scripture. Verse 14. Well, it's not in Timothy, so let's get to Colossians. Here we go. And above all these things, put on charity. What is charity? We all know what charity is, right? Everybody say love, which is the bond of of perfect, perfectness, the bond of perfectness. So he said above or over all the virtues that have been listed in verse 12 and verse 13. Go back and read those because he said above them, above all, above all, put on love. Love is a powerful thing. Amen. We are to clothe ourselves in love. I think, it's, I think it's referring there to not a phileo love, but an agape love, a godly love. Everybody say godly love. But pastor, you don't understand. I don't love them. Well, is Christ in you? Have you put on Christ? Pastor, you don't understand. I'm not God. I'm not going to judge you. I'm just saying according to Scripture... He's telling us that if we want to live for him the right way, these are the things we've got to work on in our life. We've got to put these things on. Right? Amen. So, so don't get mad at me, please. Just It's the word. Everybody say love. So basically what he's saying here is simply this. It's, uh, it's, 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 it, love is the, is, uh, would be the outermost garment. I'm putting on all this other stuff. And he says, now last but not least, above all, put on love. Put on love. That's got to be the outer garment because that's what completes a clothing ensemble and, and makes it appropriate to wear. You know, like I got a shirt, I got a tie, but what was the last thing I put on 
before I came out, my jacket. So that set my suit now. I got my suit. Amen. Now, now, now sometimes, sometimes I can walk up here and I'm ready to go and realize something's not right. And I look down and I still got my Crocs on. Now, now I heard that. Now, you know what? I don't think the camera, it may, gets my feet. So I could probably get by with my Crocs. But they would notice something different if I didn't have my suit on. And my wife would definitely know if I didn't have my tie on. Because she'd say, why didn't you wear your tie tonight? Well, I don't think it's a heaven or hell issue to wear a tie or not. But she says, well, you're in the pulpit. You're preaching in the pulpit. You need to wear your tie tonight. Why? Because to her, that's completeness. That's that, that shirt, that tie, that jacket, that's completeness. That's, that's, that's who you're representing Christ. You're representing the Word, right? And so you and I understand that that's simply this. Now, now, grant you, I've, I've been with missionaries, and they don't. They're wearing, you know, whatever and, and all that kind of stuff. But I'm trying to bring some kind of a point here to make you understand that, that love is the outermost guard. It's what completes everything. It's what completes the ensemble of, of, uh, that, that, of the appropriate wear that he said you got to put on. Because without love, a child of God is not fully clothed. without love and love is the bond of completeness perfectness because perfectness comes from the same Greek root as perfect or perfect in Colossians 1:28, it means completeness completion fulfillment perfection the bond of completeness Love, in other words, unites all the virtues. It binds them all together in perfect unity. The power which unites and holds together all those graces and virtues which together make up perfection. So as Colossians that we went earlier, uh, Colossians 2 and verse 2 expresses that the saints are to be knit together in love, knit together, joined together in love. So that's what this is here. We're, that, that's who we are. We need to be joined together, fitly joined together with love, love, the bond of love, right? Amen. Because without love, without love, we are, we are toast. Without love, how are we going to have unity? Without love, how are we going to grow? Without putting these things on, how can we walk in the footsteps of Christ? Because he says that's what you need to embrace. That's what you need to put on. So let me encourage you tonight. I think this is a good place to stop. Let me encourage you tonight and say it is in the scripture for a reason. It wasn't just written for them, but it was written for us alike.
put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy, beloved vows of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all, above all these things, put on charity, put on love, which is the bond of, perfe of, of perfectness, of perfectness. Put on love. Put on love. That's what finishes it off. That's what makes people notice you're different. That's what lets people see that's a different person right there. They're not like everybody else. Amen. Let's stand together. What a mighty God we have. I'll pick up with verse 15 next week. What a mighty God we have. There's nobody like him. I thank the Lord for his word. I thank, I thank the Lord for people like Paul, the Apostle Paul, that took on the ministry of preaching and teaching to the church to help them in their walk, in their, in their journey of living for Christ. What a Savior. What a Savior. Nobody like Him. Nobody like Him. There's a song, To Be Like Jesus, To Be Like Jesus. On earth I long to be like Him. I wonder if we could sing it tonight. Just raise our hands. To be like Jesus. To be like Jesus on earth I long to be like him all through life's From earth to glory, I only ask to be like Him. One more time. To To be like Jesus on earth I long to be like Him all through life's journey.
like here. Lord God, we stand before you tonight knowing that within ourselves we do not have the power. But Lord, it's through you. You are the one that gives us the strength and gives us the power to overcome. It's through you, through your word that helps us in our everyday life as we walk, amen, and, and learn of you and read your word and your word, amen, begins to have an effect in our lives as we receive it and adopt it, amen, into our lifestyle. And so I pray, God, tonight that each and every one of us, as we have received your word tonight, amen, that it will have an impact on us and that it will, the seed that's been planted will grow and multiply and help us in our everyday walk. Let us walk like you. Let us talk like you. Amen. Let us show the world that a life can be drastically and dramatically changed, amen, when they, that life comes in contact with your power. So bless us tonight, I pray. Let us be that vessel. Let us be that tool, amen, that will, be, uh, that will be applied in the harvest. And God, we want you to use us for your will, amen, in reaching those that are willing, amen, that will, amen, allow you to affect change in their life through your word, through your spirit. So bless us tonight, I pray. Lead us and guide us and keep us in the center of your will and give us the wisdom that we need to navigate life every day that we live. In Jesus' wonderful name, and everybody say amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. We're going to be back Sunday morning. Let's bring somebody with us. Amen. Let's have a great move of God Sunday.